As I continued to uncover the story of Kaife, I began to encounter some really great sounds, stories, and artists. Terms such as indigenism, national identity, appropriation, or national music also began to emerge. Meanings that made me understand that these tapes were not just musical jewels, but also relevant Ecuadorian history. To better understand these concepts and what was going on inside my grandfather's head, I continued to speak with those who were closest to him. My mother and my aunt, as well as several musicians who have dedicated their lives to preserving traditional Ecuadorian music. My name is Daniel Ofredo Rota, a.k.a. Quijosis, and I'm a musical archaeologist, musician, and DJ from Quito, Ecuador. This is Caife, The Lost Sound, a Spotify original podcast where I uncover the story of Caife, a record label founded by my grandfather in the 1960s in Ecuador. A story buried under decades of forgotten memories. We're at the home of Francesca and Gabriela, my mother and aunt. No, pero qué lindo. Gracias por la vibra de todos ustedes. No, a ustedes por recibirnos en la casa. De verdad, muchas gracias. This 400-year-old house is one of Quito's oldest and has been part of our family for five generations. It carries memories from their childhood and is often visited by ghosts. Deberíamos prender una velita porque seguramente el fantasma de Carlos está aquí. Before we began, my mother decided to light a candle to appease any ghosts that might be present. She mentions that her father would have turned 86 a few days earlier. We started by asking about Carlos's childhood. Gabriela tells us how Carlos had taught himself to read at the age of three, that he was precocious and overpronounced his R's. Carlos attended the American school in Quito and was an outstanding student. At the same time, at age 17, he had become rude and insulting, something beyond adolescent rage. He went to the University of Texas in Austin and got his bachelor's degree in two years instead of four. He then went to Johns Hopkins for his master's. Those who loved him justified his failings by pointing to his brilliance. My mother's description outlines what sounds like someone suffering from some kind of mental illness. He was a tender guy that in a split second would get angry and would want to tear you apart. He would attack where he knew it would hurt. There are a lot of personality disorders that have been mapped in the last 30 years that he might have suffered from. Nadia is asking about their memories of the label and the presence of music in their childhood. My mother replies that her grandfather was the representative of RCA Victor in Ecuador. A ver, ¿cuál es la mejor manera de explicar a usted el sistema de sonido estereofónico de la RCA Victor? As the son of an RCA executive, Carlos took the opportunity to follow his dream of making a label exclusively for Ecuadorian music.
desire dovetailed perfectly with the politics of the time. Indigenism, a movement that put indigenous culture at the center of Ecuador's identity, had become elemental to the local zeitgeist. Before Quito's urban sprawl swallowed its neighbors, Carlos would take the girls to neighboring towns to experience traditional indigenous music and festivities. Carlos viewed local culture with pride, where others viewed it with shame. In a time where people looked outside for inspiration, Carlos had the courage to look inwardly toward his own country. There is a performer who is indigenous, Arturo Aguirre, who played the rondador, a type of pan flute. At that time, he was the rock star of the rondador, and he recorded for Caife. But apart from him, we are mostly talking about people of mestizo or mixed race origins. For example, the Mendoza Suasti sisters. They are mestizas from Ambato, but they appear in some photos wearing the anaco, a traditional dress from Imbabura, a dark black skirt and very long coral necklaces wrapped around their necks. From our perspective as researchers, it sometimes seems opportunistic how Carlos used the indigenous image. No hay oportunismo. Hay, no. hay como Había un mucho valor, respeto. Hay respeto y una especie de deseo de salvarnos. But my mother and aunt seemed to be saying that it was absolutely real and authentic. To better understand the indigenous roots of Caife's music, we traveled to Ibarra, a small city just a few hours outside of Quito. This is Esteban Parinango, a local musician better known as Malafama. He's taking us to a stall where they sell vinyl records at the central market. The guy at the store mentions his appreciation for Benitez and Valencia, two Caife greats that made the most storied vocal duo in Ecuadorian history. Their harmonies were unprecedented and full of feeling, and they blended their voices like no one before or after. 
He calls them immortal. Escucha la amorosa voz de esta canción sentida que para ti rimando va los sueños de mi vida. As we browse, I hear Antonio Prieto, a Chilean singer who recorded with Caife. I sampled him a lot in my album. Este es bueno. Oh, este es muy bueno. Oh, un clásico. I end up buying an exceptional amount of records, as usual. The last thing you want to hear when you need your auto insurance most is... Thank you for calling. Please listen to your list of 46 possible service options. Which is why when you choose USAA Auto Insurance, you'll get great service that is easy and reliable. 24-7 online service for claims, access to roadside assistance, and more. All at the touch of a button. Start getting the service you deserve. Get a quote today. USAA. Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas. To understand the historical context of the creation of the label, we turn to Juan Mujo Sandoval, an Ecuadorian ethnomusicologist. Hola Juan, ¿cómo le ha ido? Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo les va? Emphasizing the distinction between national music and indigenous music, we ask Juan where Caife fits in this spectrum. Juan tells us that from a musical point of view, the music of Caife is a consolidation and intertwining of North Andean sonorities in the city of Quito. At that moment in time, the sound of Caife intersects issues regarding the identity of the urban middle class. Juan clarifies that despite the potential complications of the Caife aesthetic, it still stands out as an exquisite documentation of a specific sound in a specific moment in time. We are going to Esteban's studio to meet Jesús Bonilla, a Quichua musician who has made his music into a bridge that links traditions and his indigenous roots to the present and future. Esteban gave us homemade liquor with cannabis and a scorpion inside. 
Bueno, salud. pues salud. Salud, saludcito Esteban. Salud. 3, 2, 1, gracias, gracias, salud. Drinking the pure distilled cane alcohol Sabe felt like swallowing ah. fire Sabe. or having a scorpion smoke a joint in your stomach. Ah, With the scorpion's exotic flavors in our bodies, we sat down to talk about identity and music. I think this was a process that it was generated across uh, South America at the same time, right? Trying to get this sense of identity. Um, I think it's, it's important because that gave people something to stand for as a country. In the early 20th century, Ecuador was having an identity crisis and wanted to showcase its culture to the rest of the world. Money and resources were invested and it became a nation-building campaign. The initiative took root and 50 years later gave us the golden age of Musica Nacional. From its beginnings, this musical canon was based on a folklorized image of the country in which the indigenous aesthetic became central to the construction of identity. I think that that process came with some... making the indigenous people aside, you know, because only white people and, and government, they only had their identity for themselves. I think that's, um, that's bad, but that's how things happen, you know. Contextualizing my grandfather's intentions as a producer, we know he was very passionate about this idea of integrating and creating pride in what is ours. I wonder if Carlos would have had a real window or a way to approach and get close to these musical expressions from the Quito of that time. In a sense, it's important to find a balance between the intentions of that time, the results we see now, and the ideals we hope for in the future. What do you think is the right way to do this process between the musicians from the city and indigenous musicians? Uh, the right way is to have this exchange of ideas and knowledge, because uh, I think the community people have a lot of music skills and the people from the city have this whole knowledge of the music industry and, and, and technology and so we can join those together and have a better product to show the world. I guess that's the best way we can do it. And also by sharing moments with each other, like making this, I don't, uh, as Jesus makes this uh, small venue that he has, and he invites all of his friends and musicians from all other types of music, not only traditional music. So that gives uh, musicians from the community a bigger perspective so they can make new and more interesting music. 
As a DJ, Esteban has had the opportunity to take these indigenous expressions to strange places like discotheques and clubs. 30 years ago, it was unthinkable. This music did not work in a club, but now it's like that. You can play traditional Andean music in a club and it works and people are interested in it. Since the late 19th century, ethnomusicologists from all over the world have been documenting and recording the musical systems of indigenous people across the globe. As in other anthropological fields, for most of the 20th century, the tendency was to record musical motifs in situ and then export them to big cities or European nations to be analyzed, written into symphonies, pressed onto records, or kept in museums. In this process, there was rarely a direct interaction with the people who made the music, and most of the time, the authors are not named, or their names are replaced with anonymous or traditional. All of these instances are missed opportunities for connection. To me, that very fascination that leads us to want to record or jot down a melody is an opportunity to connect across cultural and language barriers, to make a friend and build personal bridges, an opportunity that is often missed. We keep underestimating each other with the idea that we won't understand each other. We have to transcend that. Here we are back with Gabriela. Yo diría que en el caso de la música que que mi papá recupera Gabriela emphasizes that Carlos's efforts were not opportunistic. There was a deep value and respect and a sort of desire to constitute a strong identity in a country that was at risk of losing it all. My mother, Francesca, adds that aside from the academics and maybe people from the indigenous world itself, it would have been hard to find someone willing to take the risk with this kind of enterprise at that time. Carlos's intentions, she says, were noble. He wanted to elevate his city and his country. Gaife produced an indigenous music which documented the zeitgeist of an era. It was an honest representation of an intersection of cultures in a small but sprawling city in the Andes and an attempt, flawed as it may have been, to elevate its culture to new heights and it was extremely well made. Despite reservations we might have in the present day, Carlos left a relevant discographic and historical record of the mestizo Andean identity in Quito. He brought out his best version and left in these tapes something that helps us to understand and enjoy the complexity of the Andean experience. The Caife catalog drew on indigenism to create a masterful sound, but also gave refuge to the Afro-Ecuadorian tradition of the orange leaf, now in its death throes. Caife immortalized the best vocal duo in the history of Ecuador, Benítez y Valencia. Consciously or not, Carlos Rota was creating a memory bank for a nation of amnesiacs. I'm Daniel Ofredo Rota, and this is Caife, the Lost Sound. La, la, la.